So go around the back and she's like, all right, all right. She's like, how's the room? And I was like, it's got a smell to it. But uh, sure <laughs> enough, nice vintage. we go around to the other entrance to go in and she's like, H, those are the two people that we saw passed out at the Burger King 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and they were passed out in the yard at the hotel. And I was like, ah. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, all right, I'm recording. I'm ready when you are. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. How are you, sir? Oh, uh, man. I Other than the last uh, 15 minutes that everybody didn't hear. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure they already know what I'm referring to. I'm doing okay. <laughs> a little buzz here, a little hum there. It is like a... a... Screaming at Facebook and using inappropriate language. It's weird. I don't know if I'm in a, some kind of hot zone, but I'm expecting um, a visit from Matthew McConaughey and Jodie Foster any minute and her blind buddy <laughs> saying, I got a signal. Put it together like a cube. <laughs> it's audio, but it's 3D audio. <laughs> Come on, Carl Sagan. He's like, it's, it's like, like a Lego for your ears. Yeah. Yeah. That's what aliens do. Come on. <laughs> it's like sound, but for your eyes. Turn that baby down. Well, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Just getting ready for uh, got a big trip coming down up. to the, Di- the Disney. Very nice. You ready to roll? I suppose. I mean, if you couldn't go at a hotter time. With the most amount of coronavirus. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, put your Mickey mask, get ready to shill out 20 bucks for those Mickey masks because they got to be oh, back God. on. I read that. Oh, yeah. New- uh, what are we? It's it's August 4th or something. I read that news article. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Delta variant. There's a new variant out there. And then the one that popped up is like, Florida's seen its most cases since the pandemic started. It's like, that can't be, is that right? Can that be right? Because people aren't even getting tested for coronavirus anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're going in sick or whatever, but like nobody's like, oh, I got to, I might have COVID because everybody's like, I got vaccine or or vaccinated or, you know what I mean? Like that's one of the reasons like all our numbers went down in South Carolina because people weren't forced to go get tested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. When people were at work and they had to get a test, like we had like a crazy, like they want you under what, 5% or something. And there were times Mm -hmm. I'd turn on the radio and they were like, we're coming in hot at 45% positive test rates. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's me. You just told me, you just told me I have it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, No. So it's just like you hipped us to get in those popcorn buckets. So it's going to be a popcorn bucket full of various uh, vitamins and supplements. Yeah. Just be snacking on those like they're <laughs> corn nuts. Keep your vitamin D. Take a, take a D in the morning and... Take my D, get a zinc. Oh, yeah, a nice hot zinc. Some Remember those... Uh, and you're good to go. Uh, there was a... It's probably still a company, but it's called Zycam. Oh, of course, yes. 
wasn't that the the er, the first nasal swab? Yeah, you just swab a little zinc in your nose, and then Meg and I did it all the time because we drank all the time. We're like, this 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 will help. Uh, <laughs> and then it like came out. They were like, yeah, uh, we didn't test it enough. It's making people lose their sense of smell. I was like, oh, that's terrible. Forever. I was like, oh, oh. that's a bummer. No, because wasn't that one of the first? I mean, it unfortunately happens to most fucking shitty products we get from corrupt corporations. They're like, remember that swab you put up your nose? It's good for you. It's supposed to cure disease. Yeah, lousy with heavy metals. Yes. Forgot to check for heavy metals. Oh, my God. I it's saw like, it. why is that even close to anything anyone would put in their body? Right. It's like the dopey janitor knocks the heavy metal vat over. Like fucking, like it's fucking Roger Rabbit. They're like, oh guys, we can't pass, uh, we can't pass muster unless these pills have a little more weight. Eh, put a little mercury in there. <laughs> Being by the gram, we need a couple extra grams on this. Got my, uh, so I'm up on vacation now, as you can see. I got Ooh, a little hey diet yo. moxie going. Now you're back in the land of the mox. I'm back. I feel like I should go see a Black Sox game after this. Nothing like a nice uh, clove flavored soda. Couple sticks of blackjack gum. Mm. Love the old timey gum. I love a good stick. I'm not a huge blackjack fan, but that clove, Beeman's or whatever. Oh, Beeman's, yeah. A nice Beeman. I'm not either. I I I have bought it, as as most people know. Giant nerd. So can't pass up an old timey candy when you see one. Forget about it. Yeah. Probably the first time on a vacation. Yep. Begged. Begged, please come on, please, please. And then you're just stuck in the back of the fucking suburban with just chewing on sticks of black licorice gum. Yeah, and it just stinks up the car after a while. It's I like, remember what are you 1920s because it's like attractive because it's almost like going outside and seeing that the sky is green and the grass is blue. Like you're like, those are. Not colors I associate with gum because it's pastel and like mm-hmm. robin's egg blue. You're like, but that's not a flashy selling point. Why is this package of gum crimson? So you're attracted <laughs> to it. You're like, well, I guess because they just didn't take that extra step back in the day. They're like, it's no, good. It's funny, but no you... more pigment. We are pigment and flavor. It's an embar- embarrassment of pigment riches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like it. that's where you get a Beeman's. You're like, you can either have nothing. In your mouth, or, or instead, a plug of tobacco, perhaps, <laughs> right? Or a weed, a long weed, or they're like, "This <laughs> is candy," and you're like, "Okay, great candy. It tastes like dirt or dandelions, because that's the only flavors. You just punch a bunch of star anise into a taffy candy, and it'll get into all those cavities that we haven't invented fillings for yet just pl- <laughs> just plaster those babies full just sh- sh- spackle it with a little salt water taffy that's how i feel a little bit about um talking about like putting it in your mouth just because it's there hey oh but like you're at an indian restaurant and they have a little bowl oh, shit, and the, yeah. it's like I don't know if it's star anise and like oh, cardamom seeds. Card- cardamom seeds. And then I just yeah, have a little yeah. spoon. They're like, I'm like, what? What in the world? So I take a spoon. They're like, yeah, you just chew on it. So you're like, no, <laughs> I'm not. That. I got tricked into chewing on spices. <laughs> Do it to all the rubes. I think that was the first time I ever had proper or Indian food of any kind. Are you thinking about was the place in place- Minneapolis? 
across the street from that uh, studio so apartment good. that you lived. Oh, so good. And it came in the proper little dishes. Everything about it, it was wonderful. And I remember that spice thing because we went and I was like, this is all fantastic. This is delicious. And you're like, you got to take a dude off the old spice spoon. And I was like, great. <laughs> yeah, you're riding high off all those like amazing flavors, like the immersion of flavors. And then you end up like chewing on a cut of uh, spicy uh, rocks and pebbles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shoe, yeah, little shoe leavings, but, uh, oh man, that place was good. Took my parents there, never had Indian food before. Mom never been sicker in her life. She had like a piece <laughs> of, of course. Oh, so no. they had a tandoori oven or whatever. And so, uh, and whatever glaze or whatever they did to the chicken, it made it like very bright reddish color. Uh-huh. Delicious, like a kebab, but you, it also sure. masked if the chicken was undercooked or not. And my mom, oh, shit, oh she just course. got burned hard. When she gets down she's close st- to that bone, it all looks pink and red. And, of course, we were, like, loving the meal, and she was like, oh, this is so good. And she, I don't think she's eating Indian. You know, it's your first time eating something. She just can't go back. You of know course. I mean? it's, yeah. it's just tainted Indian food for it. Much like uh, tequila for 14-year-olds. Jose Cuervo. It's got to still got to oh, linger to yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. No. Couldn't forever. And certain whiskeys, like when we still lived in New York, it was fucking, what was it? It was Evan Williams. Sure. They'd pull the old, the old TP switcheroo, so we'd go to a bar yeah. <laughs> and uh, order Jameson and then ask. It was like we walked down to downtown Brooklyn, saw a movie, and there was this cool bar in, on our way home that we would stop into. And I won't mention the name because I don't want to. Ah, fuck it. It was called The Way Station. It was a steampunk yeah. Doctor Who bar. Yeah. And we were very rarely in that neighborhood, and anytime we had a chance, we'd stop. And it was cool and nerdy, like all these steampunk guns and murals. And like I said, Doctor Who stuff, the bathroom was the TARDIS, the flying, you know, yeah. the flying outhouse or whatever it is. And they would, you know, they'd serve shots in little, like, cups, like little cute mismatched cups. So we went in, got a beer. They'd have music and trivia there occasionally. Got a couple of shots, and we're on our way home. And then a couple of shots of Jameson. <laughs> A couple of shots of Jameson. All of a sudden, I was like, whew, got a hot, got a hot head. I was like, Ash, I don't feel so good. And she was like, yeah, me. <laughs> she just puked on the tree. And I was like, Ash, what's wrong? Ash. <laughs> and then I, we were both just puking next oh, yeah. to a tree. And it wasn't like we had been drinking for 12 hours. And then just like, it's that one that hits you right in the neck. In the yeah, neck the and you're like, full throat. tank. Yeah. Full tank. No, it was like we had uh, we split a beer and had like two shots each walking home and just like it wasn't Jameson. I'll tell you. It, and we Jam- know it every time, every fucking time. That's the only time I've ever, ever puked now as an adult. If it's the switcheroo, it's not Evan Williams. The Jameson, the Jameson of Jameson is called Clon- Clontarf. Clontarf. I thought it was something more Irish like O'Flanagues, but it's Clontarf. There is one of those cheap ones that's like O'Hurlihees. Yeah, it's so it's almost like O'Shaughnessy's. Yeah, um, yeah, the old switcheroo. Nothing like nothing beat when. Uh, so unfortunately, I uh, didn't. Uh, I wasn't the uh, whistleblower that I I I I wish I were. You have grown. Yeah. So I would watch my boss just totally switcheroo every type of booze out and just be like 
motherfucker, you're not the one standing back here when you have to take the heat. And it happened to me not every time, surprisingly, but occasionally when a guy would be like, oh, give, yeah. me a, uh, give me a give me a jack was Patron. Yeah, it wasn't Pat- even close. Not a, it wasn't even that trying. was the, the part. It wasn't even like, oh, I don't have Jameson, so I'm going to serve a Powers or something. It was something like Eldorado's. It, was, it had a little red yeah. yes. cowboy hat for a cap. That's how cheap it was. It, um, yeah, I had a guy one time, uh, just poured him, a, like, a drink, he knew his drink. Yeah, of course, yeah. So he's like, hey, give me two fingers of Jack, pour it, doesn't even hit his lips, he just goes, that's not oh, Jack yes. Daniels. And now I'm standing there, knowing it's not Jack Daniels, going, what? And of course, it was a time when the boss, he's just like, that's not Jack Daniels, I don't want it, I want my money back. I was like, oh, I think it is, but okay, he's like, that's not. Just looking me in the eyes, like, but also knowing I don't own the place, so he wasn't a total dick. But unfortunately, right. it happened right in front of one of my bosses, and my boss got indignant, even though he knew. It's like, you never underestimate fucking... the power of denial. He knew it was a switcheroo garbage, and so he's like, yeah. what'd that guy fucking say? I was like, he said that's not Jack Daniels. He's like, that motherfucker. He's like... Go over there and pour him a giant glass of it and say it's on the house. I was like, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want he doesn't it. He knows want... what it is. Like, the, the rectification here is not to give him more of what he doesn't of want. But I still had is. to do it. I'd take a regular rocks glass and pour it like to the brim where you get the little bubble over he the wants top. It. He wants the meniscus. Go, I want to see a meniscus. I'm surprised that guy didn't reach over and grab my throat and slam me down. Just like All he had to do he, is do what my daughter does when she gets indignant, is he should have just taken one finger to the glass and just tipped it over on the table. Right. And then it stood up and left. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he stood up and left and left. And that guy's, and my boss is like, fucking asshole. Like, uh, Save that whiskey, though. Pour it back in the bottle. <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. Oh, my Board God. Pour it in literally, the gym bottle. Or I probably literally just had it back there, so now when people were ordering shots, I was just pouring their shots out <laughs> of this rocks glass. glass. Yeah. <laughs> or even worse, is like, that's your shots. for the, Those are your drinks. Oh, you, that's the staff you shots. You drink it. <laughs> like, literally, like, wait, you're not drinking right now? Drink it. God, what a place. Oh, man. Oh, that man. was... Yeah. Uh, and so, the warning uh, to all our listeners, buyers beware... Most, yeah. I'd say, what do you think, Case? 50% shot? 50%? You're not drinking what you're ordering? Depends you gotta on, know the yeah. place, yeah. and you gotta know, like, how divey it is. Right. The nicer places don't, because they don't have to. Yeah, right. Like, why would you? Sure. Because you're gonna, I mean, because the liquor authority can come and test that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. legally, you're not allowed to marry bottles together. Yeah. But, uh, so they test it. I was like, if it's a dive and you know, it's a dive, like you just gotta, you just gotta roll with it. Yeah. Roll with it. Just get a mix, get a mixer. If it's a chain, if it's an Applebee's, you're getting, you're getting a real deal. You're getting some real deal. Uh, 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 no, I just feel like it's like a raspberry New York place. Yeah. They're like, uh, I heard, I was talking to a guy back in the day, Meg and I were on a trip, so we're hitting the old Applebee's, it was late, they were still open, you know, having like nine shots because we've been on the road as we wait for our riblets and chicken ringlets (laughs) and whatever, (laughs) like ordered a hundred dollars worth of Applebee's food as we have our drinks. 
And this guy, I was like, damn, this guy's so ginger pouring our beer. It's like, just like, wow. And then we get to talking to him and I see him set the bottle down and he's setting it on a scale. So all their bottles are sitting on scales. So they'll come in and do an inventory and they'll match if, if they don't match like the register to the booze on the scale. But then the beer was, they have a little, um, measure the beer that goes down the drip, down the drip they're responsible for. So if they're like overpouring, they, yeah. Yeah. So they're literally marking the keg. Oh my God. Isn't that. It's like being the bartender on the fucking death star. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like they, there's a lock on the drain with the weight on it. Like that gives me fucking crazy anxiety. Oh my. Like I've worked in every bar. I like nice bar. I work at is like, you use the jiggers to, to get in yeah. control so you know if you got an ounce and a half or two ounces. Or, like, count if it's just crap. But... I would have to do the counts once a month at Orsay. Like, I'd have a guy come over, and I was the bar manager, and we'd go over every bottle, and I'd give them, I think we went by, like, tenths. So I'd be like, all right, we oh, got sure. yeah, yeah. ten bottles of Doors and uh, eight tenths of a bottle. Yeah. yeah. That was once a month to kind of... You know, it's total bullshit. Yeah, but... Oh, wait. I saw John Taffer, the old bar rescue guy. Oh, yeah. Install that in, like, a dive bar. Like, a place that was going under. And I was like, yeah, that'll that'll last. The weight... See, the beer spill weight, like, that's too much. Like, that's enough. Unless you have, like, the greatest beer taps in the world. Every place I've worked, no matter how nice or how shitty... How clean those lines are. fucking suck always oh so they just suck tastes like shit then don't have draft just have bottles just do cans and bottles exactly then you know nothing's going down the drain not getting any skunk i would have the uh i get maybe the scale like i had some incredibly expensive scotch and brandies at that restaurant i worked at yeah and inevitably just because it was expensive like these it's like these guys eating lobster out of the toilet or lobster out of the garbage (laughs) just because it was expensive i was like they will make you a delicious cheeseburger. Why are you eating mm-hmm. that old lobster tail? Because it's expensive. It's like, that doesn't mean it's, it's good. So when the guys would come up to me, I didn't drink at this point either. And I certainly didn't give a shit. They're like, I need a drink. I'm like, all right, what do you want? I can make you a nice cocktail. And they'd be like, whatever that bottle is. And it would be like a $60, you know, a drink like oh, sure. a Macallan 50 or whatever. Or we had like a Covassier rep come in and give us some. And like that's what they drink and they drink it like medicine you know what i mean because it tastes yeah. awful unless you know what you're drinking oh. and you have a snifter and let it open up and you're pairing it with sure. something but they didn't care because just because it was expensive that's all that mattered and then when i see the other bartender when i'd be with a certain bar manager that drank all that the other bar guy drank all that stuff he'd be like what's the mark on that i'd be like uh four tenths he'd be like all right eight tenths yeah <laughs> No, but that's the thing. Once you hit that high of a plateau with that stuff, it, it there really is no difference. And I know there there's right. minutia to it, but then you're just justifying spending money. Yeah, which sure. is fine if you have it. To if spend, you have the money sure. and that's what you enjoy, there's no judgment there. But I remember a um, was it Cavassier? Because like you said, if it's with a good meal and you're with people, then it's completely worth it. But if you're slugging it back like it's Robitussin and you got the 
Black Death on a February day. Right. <laughs> just don't. You're not. You're something else. Yeah. Have a Klontar. That, so I had just stopped drinking at this restaurant and I couldn't. The chef hated me. So he's looking to get rid of me for any reason. So I couldn't even reveal that I wasn't drinking anymore. We had, I think it was Remy Martin. I, I forget. But they were having an anniversary, like a some crazy 200, 300 year anniversary. And they yeah. wanted us to start selling some certain bottles. And one of the bottles... They pull it out. It's in a velvet case, and it had 24 K. It was, um, what's that crystal? Savarsky crystal. Oh, that's, And it had yeah, a 24 yeah, yeah. karat gold um, cap. And just talking to me and the other bartender and uh, another manager, and they're doing the rep, right? And he opens it up. He goes, the reason this is so special and it's going to be $200 an ounce is that part of it is from the original barrel of the original batch of Remy Martin or whatever, right? So I'm like, okay. So he pours us out, like he pours us each, like a you know, a little bit to have a taste. But the uh-huh. the amount that would amount to like a hundred dollars, and they're all, and of course I'm not drinking, so I just go, mm, and just basically dump it down my shoulder, back. and you just feel <laughs> this like, and they're all like, just savoring this stuff. I was like, it was probably sober for like a week too. I was like, all right, oh, right. all right, universe. They're like, and it's you so want- <laughs> close. You're like, I'll just. Just shave two days off. I'm starting right. tomorrow. Right. The then most like, expensive no, then... liquor I've ever seen. Oh, mm. God. Yeah. But just some... like, hey, stand behind me. Open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw it at the dishwasher. <laughs> uh, we had a dude. I don't know how we got on booze, but we had a dude um, when I worked at this Spanish restaurant with the chefs, you know, amazing dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, super talented. Uh, but no nonsense. Like they came up in the old school Spain cooking with their grandmothers. Yeah, you oh, yeah. can you can buy this amazing cut of meat, and of course you can make it delicious, or you can make a stew out of pig's nuts and tripe, and it can be the one of the most amazing, amazing things you tasted. Yeah, and they would do it. So that um, transferred over to the like wine world for them. Like so. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as drinking, when we're done with the shift, like we would just drink beers and we had this like nice, I was a bartender. We had nice expensive beers until one of the owners came in. He's like, I don't know what to do. You're drinking all of our beer. Like, cause nobody would go into the restaurant and have beer, but we we're always out of beer. So they just yeah. literally brought in a pallet of like, I think it was Tecate, El Presidente. Ooh, so we just had yes, unlimited nice. shitty beer. But that anyways, that's what they drink. Cause that's. Um, what you just unwind with after work, but a guy came in, total asshole, came in with this bottle, this fancy bottle, and it was like a 1963 Jojo you know, like this old French bottle of wine, had us open it, and he's like, do you want to smell the cork? I was like, no, no, no. Good. Um, he's like, look, I know you guys work on tips, but he gave me some wine Here's a tip. for a, here's some <laughs> wine for a tip. And I was like, you love He was going around to other tables, telling them about the bottle of wine. I hate that <laughs> shit. He was just, and you know, he was just a douchebag, shirt open, big, gaudy watch. And he's like, the chef, tell him the food's amazing. Compliments to the chef. Bring him this bottle of wine. Or bring him this glass of wine. The tiniest little taste of glass of wine. I go back and he's like, what? I was like, yeah, this customer wants the other wine. He's like, I don't want any wine. I go, I don't know. It's expensive. He goes, great. So he drinks it. He goes, okay. Yum. And then he's like, tell you what. You taste it. 
I'll come back tomorrow. Uh, I won't spend more than $10. And that was it. He brought in a $10 bottle of wine and oh, I sure. blew this bottle away. No, it would happen at the place I were in. We had like a bottle of wine that was 200 bucks. Right. And then like a 150 and then a couple seven, 75, seven, and then, then on down to, you know, more appropriately priced wine. Sure. But we get that too. Like sometimes people are very cool about it. Yeah. Like if you express interest in wine, they would like to share the nice or had people bring it in. But you every now and then you get those like Roberto Benigni at the Oscars, like right. climbing over people's chairs, like wine, wine, wine. It's like I'm trying. I'm on a date. All right. Who are you? I don't like wine. It tastes like a cigar. Get out of here. Um, Here's a rough transition. Speaking of wine. I ran into some fellas drinking some Mike's Hard Lemonade on my way. Uh, I'm in Maine right now on vacay. You'll appreciate this dumb dadness and just can't seem to yeah. get it right. So we're driving, driving to Maine from Charleston. It's, uh, I want to say it's 16, 18 hour trip or 16 hours non, not yeah. stopping, right? So we plan our trip. We're going to stop one night. Do our research, find this place. It's an extended stay in Maryland, halfway uh-huh. through our trip. Uh, like extended stay because the rooms are a little bigger. Price Get point seems good because old dumb dad will look for like the cheapest, cheapest. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I've been burned too many times. It's been too dangerous. And I got kids in here. So, all right, this looks good. Let me read the reviews. Uh, good review, good review. One in, One review that's like, my only issue is they were all booked on my way home, so I couldn't stay. <laughs> it's like, oh, plant, geez, plant. this place. So, sure Jerry enough, Ramada. we pull off 95, and we're going into this town. And I know I talked about it on this pod three years ago. Um, Meg and I both are like, damn, this town looks familiar. Something's off about it. And Meg's like, this, right? check out that Burger King. I was like, ooh, Burger King. I have an app for, with coupons. She's like, no, no, look at those two, like, passed, <laughs> Matt, are you hungry, passed out in the lawn next to the street. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Look over. I'm like, ooh, this is looking like, this looks rough, not to judge, but yeah. mm. let's pull into the hotel. Sure enough, pull into the, the lady was very nice, but I'm looking around and I'm smelling around and I'm going, mm-hmm, okay. Okay, she's like, your room's down over here. Uh, a lot of a lot of stains, a lot of forensic files on the carpet. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then sure enough, <laughs> I, I get into the room. I'm like, all right, cool. It's next to an exit. And I go out. I'm like, oh my God, just four guys. You know, it's seven, it's seven o'clock, four guys, no shirts on, oh, jean sure shorts. Either. They've got bottles upon bottles of Mike's hard lemonades, oh, like around them, just empties. There's like, Hey man, where are you from? I'm like, Hey, Charleston. They're like, this here is California. Call me Seattle. And this guy, where are you God. from again? Yeah, he's Box Virginia. Cars. I was like, oh, yes, there you go. Again, not to judge, but I was like, fucking A. I was like, I got to find another entrance because my wife won't let me stay here and I'm tired. And so we go around <laughs> to the back and sure enough, Meg's like, is this place okay? I was like, they were nice at the front. Seems a little rough, but um, so get in the room. Or no, only drinking so we... mics. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Firewater. Oh, it was Mike's filled with El Dorado for sure. <laughs> um, and that guy kept going around the table. It's like, you got to taste this Mike's. Um, <laughs> it's raspberry lemon. So go around the back and she's like, all right, all right. She's like, how's the room? And I was like, it's got a smell to it. 
But uh, <laughs> sure enough, vintage. we go around to the other entrance to go in, and she's like, H, those are the two people that we saw passed out at the Burger King 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and they were passed out in the yard at the hotel. And I was like, ah. Oh. So get in, just just walk by hatred. Getting to a great movie, walk by, by the way. Hatred in the hallways. Just, I was like, son of a bitch. Like, these people are just like, we, you are, you're encroaching on our homes. It's my home. Anyways, we get in there. I lock the door. There's five places where the locks have been broken down. So we're already on the fifth drill. So the lock is literally like oh, knee no. height. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm a terrible father because I'm, we're sleeping here tonight because we're here. Sure enough, yeah. Ruby, like Del Griffith, she's got her shoes off. That she's in the bed. She's got Pete. Because I was like, we were going to go out and get some food. I was like, not a chance. I was like, find something to order. I'll unlock it, grab it, and bring it in. Because I don't want these people seeing what room we're staying yeah. in, quite frankly. Um, park the car. I sleep with one eye open. Meanwhile, Ruby's like Del Griffith, like looking for the massage feature on the bed. And I got to check the car. I got to check the car every hour because we have like a topper on it. And uh, oh, sure. That's just that looks like a turkey leg on top of that car. (laughs) So I was like, God damn it. So it was a a long it was a long trip, a long trip. But but we made it here. I don't know. I just can't get it right. Oh, shit. I wasn't finishing the story. So Meg and I are leaving the hotel just Uh after the sun gets up. We've timed it. We're like. We can't leave while the sun's still down because she's like, well, everybody will be asleep. I was like, no, there will be two people that are not asleep. And those are the two people we need to avoid this morning. So we wait just yeah, to... once that sun breaks. They're like, ah, right, right. All the fun is over. Tell me been one of those people myself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Again, no judgment. I would be sitting right there with old Seattle and California. Um Anyways, we get out and we we go, we're driving away and we're just like, God, this is just, how do we keep missing? Sure enough, three years earlier, I told this story about a hotel that blew this one out of the water. It was a red roof in, like missing a window. I had to put the, um, the uh, ironing board in front of the door. It was just so <laughs> bad. Um, we drive two blocks, drive right by it. So we like, literally hey, booked right. a hotel two blocks down from the place we swore we would never get in because they changed the name of the town from Savage, Maryland to Jessup, <laughs> Maryland. It's too appropriate. Yeah. So we're like, God damn, this is unbelievable. Oh, that's amazing. I could see that city council meeting. Everyone on the panel just looks like a character from fucking Frank Miller's Sin City. Oh, yeah. They're like, I feel like Savage is too on the nose. Let's call it Jessup. One guy's just perpetually got a blood running out of his mouth. Mm, man. Sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Like a Mike's Hard Lemonade truck crash there and just been living off the carcass. That's what made it a little more unnerving. It's like, why are these guys drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade? I don't I think that is unsettling. It is. It really is. There's something. Like someone taking on the two- last rope. Yes, because it also is like, it's the whole cyclical, you know, as you say, you know, like, you're, you're like being a baby and then getting so old, you, you are infantile again. Yeah. 
like that's when I turned 21. That's all anybody wanted me to buy. That summer I worked at the amusement park, which is appropriate because it sounds like I'm a character in this town that used to be called sure. Savage. I would just buy people like cases of Mike's Hard Lemonade because yeah. everybody's 18 to 20. I just happened to be the one who turned 21 first. Sure. So it's just like me starting drinking like communally with people that weren't like our friends from high school. Uh, and it was just, so it's just like, I remember those night cause people were like crazed and wild. And it's kind of like that episode of freaks and geeks where they drink the non-alcoholic the beer yeah, great and episode. they just get crazier because they think they're drunk. And I feel like Mike says the same effect with the sugar and there's a little bit of alcohol. It just oh, makes you yeah. weird and rowdy. Yeah. That's so if you spent content. your whole life drinking and now you're just like, they sell it at the gas station. Like there you go. Yeah, Ooh. that's the scary guy. If you if you're hopping the rails hobo style, and the guy in the back's tooting on a mic, jump the fuck off that train. I think yeah, the mics is like that's like the room they raided, like after like the um you know you get a room for prom or something. So they right. waited for those like, kids to go to the dance, and they're like, "Let's get it." It's like four four couples of nineteen year olds, like on summer vacation. They just had a truck full of Mike's Hard lemonades and pool pool floaties, and they drove into Savage and Savage Texas Savage Chainsaw Maryland. style. And I got it, and I I don't want to. Uh, the thing about it is actually, so I. Um, what did I do? I went on and they were like, please rate this hotel. And I just said, look, the front staff couldn't have been nicer, as which is right. And I was like, I got to tell you, did not feel safe. And then that was it. And then I got a call from the manager, which I didn't answer. I was like, is this a call from Savage? Am I, in trouble? I was like, oh, my God. Um, uh, but he's like, look, I want to make it right. We're doing some construction. We got some rough construction guys there. That must have been what's going on. They're like, free stay whenever you want. And, and of course, Dumb Dad was like, oh, let me give it another oh, shot. I didn't that sleep for 24 wall. hours. <laughs> Kept, put, moved the bed up by the – and then Meg was like, you keep talking about it. I was like, I'm joking. She's like, you're not. Somewhere in your head, you're not. We're not staying No, there. of course you're not. You're like, you, who knows if we, we might have a breakdown near Savage and we need a free place to stay. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh, okay. on-site construction guys, that that is no, no go. Because Ash worked when we first moved to Columbus, worked at an extended stay place. Oh and yeah, they were permanently, constantly under construction. And she's like, like there's something about like you talked about it when you lived above TP. Yeah, like just when there's no distance between, well, there's no commute play. where yeah. you work. So you quit work, your work and then you're home. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh-huh. And then you're at home and then you're at work. There's this weird, you need that disconnect because she's like, they're fucking wild. Sure, of course they work. And then the moment that just take that one hat off, <laughs> put the hat on with the beers in each <laughs> the side, beer cans, and then yeah. Oh man, yeah, that is true. You should have a little, uh, unless maybe unless space. you're like the owner or something. Yeah, a little space from that little break. What else is going on? I'm in. Uh... We, you were you were in Maryland. Now we went to visit Ash's mom in yeah. Evansville, Indiana, where you wish um, to retire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
hang my hat on that river town. And that uh, we did. Uh, it was like uh, ninety-five degrees, a hundred plus, with humidity. So our intent was we're gonna go. We gotta get used to Disney. We're gonna go outside, go for walks. Sure. Close to Acclimate. where Ash's mom lives, there's a park. A really nice, crazy like. I would have loved it as a kid. It's just huge castle, play area thing, rope slides, all that. And we're like, we're gonna get up early. Well, it's still cold. Or cool, cool-ish. Mm-hmm. Take Harvey down there. And then when we're done, we'll walk at coffee, breakfast, then go home and hang out during the dog dog days. Yeah. Doggy oh, dog yeah. parts of the day. So we go. And we get there. Harvey's like skittish, doesn't want to get out. And we're like, you love this playground. And there's no one here. You have a complete and total run of the Rain. place. Yeah. It's kind of like, nah, nah, doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to do it. We're like... Come on, Harvey, let's go. And it's like, I run up the ramp, and then Ash is doing this stuff. And as we're doing it, it's sort of like, bottles around here. Oh, no. Come on, Harvey, let's play. Come on. And then, like, I hear Ash, like, what the fuck? Like, what? Fuck. Like, it's just somebody's fucking hobo house now. Oh. It just smelled like fucking B.O. and P. Yeah. So we're like, all right. Just going to take a longer walk. Are we getting, I, I, and I, again, I, I want to iterate. I'm not, in two things, I'm not judging something, somebody that's trying to run a go, make a go of a business in a rough area because yeah. they're trying to eke out a living. And I'm, I'm, quite frankly, I'm not uh, judging people that are having a hard time living at a hotel because, fuck, you oh, know, no. that's tough. That's tough going. We could all be there someday. And I wonder, oh, shit, now yeah. I get there because I pose to you. Are we going to be seeing more and more of that nationwide? Because all I'm hearing yeah. about is people are becoming more and more fucked because that whole moratorium that's basically lasted yeah. 16 months just expired mm-hmm. in basically yeah. like 40 of the 50 states. So all these people, South Carolina is literally number one in the amount yeah. Of backup people are the average renter in South Carolina is between sixty five and seven thousand dollars behind rent, and they are just out. And it, like the well, governor in, said, like get out. The crazy thing I heard about, I never thought about it, but was uh, was listening to this uh, news analysis podcast, and they were talking about all of that money that they put forth, which is like a five billion or something or maybe even more than that like only like 1.5 of it has been claimed yep yep it's so not going people anywhere. are speculating like what happened was it all fat was it all graft some of that yes just goes to these places but the thing i didn't realize was that aid goes to the landlords mm-hmm. so the first thing you do you have to apply fill out a shit ton of paperwork and the stuff we know about New York is like, so if you're going to get this money from these people, you got to lay your shit all out on the table. Yeah. So if you're if you're just screwing people on rent and they're not paying your the appropriate taxes or the building's not zoned for renters, but you're yep, renting yep. anyways, like there's a whole Pandora's box of shade variables. Yeah. So that's part of why that money's not claimed because people don't want to put that shit out on the table. And then the other thing, and I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. If the landlords claim that money and defer it, the people in the home, they can't 
ever get rid of. Mm. So you have all these landlords holding the line for the moratorium to end so they can evict you. Sure. Because if they take that money on your behalf, then it gets into this legal quagmire of then they are they are, quote unquote, stuck with who is there. Right, because they and then they're afraid they're just going to be stuck with people who are going to stop paying rent. And in places like New York, San Francisco, like larger cities, like the squatters' rights are stronger. So then you just end up having a bunch of people. Once word gets out, it's like Squat City, man. No fucking way. Why would you ever leave? There's a, the other a third one I heard about is in certain states. I hate to go red state, blue state, but some more southern states doesn't matter. Uh, Conservative mm-hmm. states, Republican-run states, what they're doing is they're making it incredibly difficult or not even available, let's say, for renters to access this money, even though it's there. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, like if there's even the smallest um, hiccup, like you are not getting it. And then there's all yeah. this fear-mongering, like not only might you not get the money, you might get evicted first because of some other infraction. Yeah. And what happens is... If that money is held over for a long enough time, that can be reappropriated to other aspects. And ultimately, it can be hoarded, basically, and go like yeah. like South Carolina had this huge surplus in the pandemic mm-hmm. last year. Like, got to put yeah. something crazy. Millions and millions. They're like, we're millions of dollars up. Put it in the reserve. Like just check, like Scrooge McDuck, just diving oh, yeah. into those coins, just sitting on it. And like a lot of the bigger cities are like because of COVID and like no travel, like New York, like they're broke. Yeah. Oh, I saw so it. It's like sit on this, and then you scoot that shit over from. Oh, I know. And claimed it. Hey, it's ours. Yeah, I saw it. Lost and found. Put in your wallet. I can't tell you the last time I saw. I saw two advertisements last night. I'm in Maine. And they were tourism advertisements. And normally you see it, they're like, come to Pier, South Dakota. We fish, mm-hmm. we dish, you know. Dishing like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and dishing. <laughs> which is great. Trademarked. I got a call. Um, or you see, like, come to Montana. It's big sky country. Great. It's beautiful, but they need to attract tourists. I saw an ad mm-hmm. boat for both New York City and Los Angeles, like New York, of course, was classic. <laughs> oh, shit, like, yeah. come on down, we're back open. I'll take one hot dog, Tony. And I was like, is this what is this ad? And then it said, New York City, back in business. I was like, hot dogs from Tony. If you, if anybody knows, like New York, that's basically like, you know, get at, like, forget about, like, I was like, damn, that city must be broke as hell, Jack, because I can't oh, tell you the last time yeah. they had to pay for advertising. So. I mean, and it's understandable. Oh, no, I can't tell you. I don't think I've ever seen a tourism ad. Because mm. you didn't need it. It's movies. It's right. Cool stuff. Yeah. That's your ad. It's nothing but, it's, yeah. And for L.A., too, it's like, I mean, it's I guess cool. I, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, dude. Uh, New York just, uh, I'm really doing well. Actually, really, had, even though I'm on vacation, it's funny. Like, you know, uh, you know you're doing something right. I was like. Just kind of all I want to do is sit, eat Doritos, go on the beach, mm-hmm. and that's great. Like, everything's kind of melted away, but I was like, oh, cool. I want yeah. a podcast, and that reminded me. I was like, oh, all right. I love podcasting with you. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Where was I going with that? Stepping away, Maine. What were we just talking about before we I ta- said well, that? I, I was, we were talking about Evansville, and we didn't do 
anything really, except we did go to the museum, okay. which was fun. They got a small, cool museum, a lot of cool exhibits. I got to send you some pictures because they have Evansville itself is where they built a ton of military ships. Okay. It's so far inland, but it's on the Ohio River, and then you can just build ships, Ohio River, Mississippi River, and there you go. So it's this huge industrial town, so I have all these <laughs> propaganda pictures that they had in this museum, which is awesome. But connected to that museum, they have, and I was like, you've finally done it. You're officially another stamp in the old dumb dad passport. They had connected to it. A transport museum. Okay. <laughs> it was just about trains. I love it. It was so fascinating. I was just like every crappy line any dumb dad has ever said if they've ever had an episode at a transport museum. It's like, <laughs> and they still had train cars. It's like, man, they, should, they don't make it like they used to. <laughs> oh, that, not, you know, that I, I think steel. I said. If I could take a train, I'd take a train. And everybody's like, okay, we get oh, it. Oh, I really can't tell you how many times I've – that you are officially dead. How many times I've like been on the road or like, should we fly? I'd be like, if only trains were still around. Too expensive now, but nothing like a good train. <laughs> it was cool. It was it's very cool. Like, there is a – in the multiverse, there's a young me that's like, I wish I could push you in front of a train. You're so fucking boring. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I can outdad you just on this vacation. I – uh uh, I was like, well, I I need to make something my personality. So I'm here, and everybody's like, "How's work?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, work is fine. Work is going well." Oh, we got the babies. Congratulations! I'm good. I'm going. I grow hot peppers. I brought them, and so I have this bag of hot peppers. I was like, "You look like a guy who likes spice," and everybody's been like, "Not like that." I was like, "But so I've already made a hot sauce here." I'm like, "Hey guys, I made hot sauce last night." They're like. Who are you? Like, great. I didn't want the pepper when it was a pepper. Why would I want it as a sauce? Because I caramelized the onions. They <laughs> <laughs> did make a hell of a sauce here. But, uh, God, I grew some great peppers. And I finally, Casey, finally, finally, I think you've asked me the last five pods, watched that mm-hmm. world champion show on the pepper eating contest. Hell and yeah. it made it made me... So anxious watching those people oh eat those God, hot yes. peppers. So anxious. I just, as a man who's just eaten the, a, the snorting, the, when you snort like a bull, the red face oh, and working up a hot lather. Oh, and I it, was like, unless you're power lifting or hoisting a car off a loved one, like you shouldn't ever have that face. Oh, it was looks so hot. And that one guy, the dark horse, they show his YouTube and he's just got this bag of they're called like maruga scorpions and he's just munching these bag of peppers and i'm telling you i've eaten a quarter if that of one of these peppers raw and it was like i know nothing I i'd experienced my chat i did i had um what is it what is your body release it's like fight or flight it released something like oh yeah yeah you, what, did you just take some art did you just take some heavy metals did you just do something wrong were it's you like, under the sink I loved it. I saw Forensic Files too. I have a, you know, you travel. Oh, you, if you're a dumb dad, you get oh, different yeah, different cables. So I got a different cable. I was like, what is this? Forensic Files two on demand. Saw one last night. Uh, career Navy man uh, got divorced, left his wife for a young hottie. He went out to sea for three months and just became violently ill, and all his organs shut down, and he died. They're like, what happened? Nobody else got sick on the boat. 
old wifey sent him a box of cookies every time he was at port, just riddled with rat poison. I was just like, oh, oh man. Oh, not only that, they get one time, one uh, visit every excursion, every long trip where you can bring mm-hmm. out uh, your partner or significant other to visit you. And not only did she, was she not doing the trick with the cookies, she made him scrambled eggs just filled with a, lousy, Italian, with lousy with arsenic. And she even put some, it was so lousy with arsenic, even something she was cooking in another pan, like just the fumes from the arsenic got in his buddy's just, bacon or something. He was like, ooh, I got a stomach ache. It's like, ooh, oh, this bacon. poor guy. That's the worst is the poisonings where they, uh, the doctor can literally say like, we figured it out. You have such and such amount of arsenic in your bloodstream. You're like, oh God, thanks for figuring it out. They're like. And you will be dead in 24 hours. Like the reason I know it, zero we can do, because it's already in your fingernails. And when it's in your fingernails, that means you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, it's like that ricin poisoning. It's just like uh, there's that. Ama- that old chestnut. I'm yeah. I'm always amazed that that still, still has the chutzpah. Like oh. that's still the go-to ricin. Just the poison. Oh, poison. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's some freaky shit right there. Because it's not like back in the old days when it's like, I mixed up your bottle of the doctor's heroin with rat poison. Oh, sorry. Right. It's you not know, like a... there's this not rat poison and arsenic aren't prevalent anymore. It's like it was so calm. So it tended to be. It's like the poison is the is they called it the uh, what do they call it? The widow maker or something or the black widow. Cause it was just wives yeah. who had shitty husbands as we all know. Right. Like, crazy drunk. Cause back in the day, like Psychos. the social norms was, yeah, th- these husbands could be absolute marital rapists, abusers, all this stuff. So we were like, I'm going to poison his ass. And it happened all the time. And so they called it food anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, of course. So it got, be- it became so like, think about some of the products you use. Rat poison is no longer just straight arsenic because arsenic is flavorless, tasteless, odorless, and that's yeah. what you use for that rat poison. So, so it works so well. And the same thing with um, uh, 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 antifreeze. Antifreeze used to be one hundred percent undetectable, and they had to literally the women were poisoning Sweeten their it up. husbands so much. Yeah, they had to put like a nice sweet flavor and like a blue tint to it because so it wouldn't be so. God, that's so funny. Oh, that nuts. Uh, poison. It's like nuts. I told you this forever ago because I worked with a guy who's like a big Nintendo guy, and he was right when the Switch came out. And I remember telling you this because I was fascinated. He was like, oh, yeah, they put a, a chemical coating on these little tiny – because the Switch games are the size of your, like, thumbnail. Right, right, yeah. And he's like, yeah, they put this uh, a coating on it, so if you put it in your mouth, it has a chemical reaction that makes you spit it out. And I was like – why the fuck did you do? I was like, oh, okay, I guess, sure. Why not? Someone's going to, kid, I guess. Eat they it, swallow kid, it, like, have those components. Oh, that's interesting. Or I would assume just rage out, rage quit. You're like, oh, I'm going to yeah, destroy it. Yeah, absolutely. I still get mad because somewhere I borrowed my Sega Game Gear and I never got it back. And it was a limited edition Royal Blue Game Gear. Still get mad Ooh. about that. It was a good one. Only had two games. Game that was that is a holy fucking grail, man. Color. Color it screen. It looks like it looks on the TV. <sighs> it took 12 
Double A batteries. Oh, you could pay, play for two hours. It's like my that lawnmower is, when oh, the grass gets awful. too long. It should have been gas powered because it, it sucked yeah. those batteries dry. Oh my god! Notice so how that was uh, my other. Oh hey! Notice how I was clean, just going to say that my was my are? other. Hey, look at that! Ding ding ding! I uh, went to. I went above my. We were talking about. You were telling me about your. Uh, uh, dental experience and being on the bronze level um, yeah. insurance. That means, don't you? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> bronze. Gold, silver, bronze. Yeah, I get it. It's shitty. Well, I had Moving an experience on. where my insurance this uh, uh, covered a cleaning at this place, at this dentist place, and you could mm-hmm. feel it. Just like I could feel scared, like feel something was off, like trust your gut when I walked into this hotel. I could feel something was off the other direction when I walked into this dentist. Walk in, nice water features, meditative music, polite staff. She's like, over there, some beverages, please. I'm sorry, we're um, we're you're a little early, so please grab a um, grab a nice water or something from the beverage cooler. Comfy chairs, fancy magazines. I was like, what's happening here? I have shitty insurance. So I go in, go into my dental unit, uh, sit down. They pull down this giant TV, and I'm watching TV, sitting in this chair. Dentist comes in. I talk to her. She's very nice. And she's like, wait a minute. Uh, Is your massage chair not on? Click. All of a sudden, I got a massage chair going. And I was like, I am nervous. I was like, does my insurance cover this shit? Something's wrong. (laughs) I get a – so she goes. She comes in. She checks it out. I meet the dental hygienist. She's very nice. I was like, look, I got a couple stains here. She's like – I'm the queen of stains. She takes a special camera, takes a picture of each one of my teeth and proceeds to clean my teeth. She brings out like extra machines, like spotless. They bring, she brings the pictures up on the TV. She's like, this is the before this is after. I was like, Oh my God, I got the best smile ever. And then I'm like, go out talking. Oh, and then she's like, Hey, we do a fluoride rinse. Do you want it? Insurance doesn't cover it. It's just $20. And I'm like, Oh, that's like buying a car. That's like the add-ons. True that's coat. the undercoating. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get a fluoride rinse. Get it. And I was like, oh boy. Dentist comes in. She's like, all right, looks like we got some preemptive cavities. Two couple here, couple here. And uh, I know you were mentioning something. What it looks like is, you know, we get older, we get some anxiety, we get some stress, you know, you're grinding your teeth a little bit. I want to get you a night guard. I want to get you a night plate, night guard. We'll get you all uh, scheduled for that. Go out. And 99. then- I see the lady and she's like, all right, so most likely your cleaning's covered by your insurance. And I go, I don't like that most likely shit. (laughs) And then she's like, but let's get you scheduled up here. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. She said there was a couple things. She's like, all right, so I'm looking at your stuff. You are in luck. Your insurance does cover 60% of cavities. And I'm like, yeah, I knew it didn't cover it all. And she's like, so... After that, and I'm going to say prices here, so I don't mean to be ghost. She goes, a couple of cavities. That's going to be, after your insurance, about 400 and yada, yada dollars. And I was going, motherfucker, that is expensive. <clears throat> and she goes, all right, so I'll get you scheduled in for that. And uh, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do a fitting for that night plate. Night guard. Uh, that night guard. And you come in, and then they'll get the night guard, and we'll take care of that other cavity. You, this is incredible. Most insurance does not cover a night guard. Yours comes 50%. And you know what? We're going to knock 15% off of it. I was like, I do not like this experience at the dentist right this now. This is too, you're 
giving me too much of a deal. So she's like, all right, after insurance, that's going to be about $500 or 480 or something. I was like, uh, okay. In my head, I'm going, no, it's not because I'll never back. see you again. <laughs> and she's like, all right, we'll schedule you for the 7th. And I went out of nowhere. I could have literally just said I'm gone for two weeks. I said, oh, no, it's not going to work. I'm in Maine for six weeks. And she looked up and she go, what? I go, uh, yeah. She goes, what are you doing in Maine? Because I think she had to look like, I know yeah. this motherfucker's just getting That's out of scheduling lie. the add-ons. And I went, oh, vacation. Uh, you know, COVID, we couldn't have vacation last year, so we doubled it up. She's like, okay, let me schedule. And she schedules me. And again, the whole time I'm going, all right, that sounds good. In the back of my head, I'm going, I'm going to be calling you and saying, uh, uh, what lie can I come up <laughs> so I'm scheduled for like three dental appointments that I know I'm not going back to. <laughs> and that's the problem. They had then scheduled another. They're like, but by the way, your cleanings are covered and you get two cleanings a year and they doesn't matter how far they're apart. So let's get you in for another clean in December. And I want that cleaning. It was a good oh, cleaning. Yeah. I got more hot rod shows to watch or whatever the hell. I want to see some more cars fixed or whatever I was okay, watching. But the, but the in-betweens are the fixes. So how can I get yeah. the cleaning with like you can't go to the dentist and be like I I I don't believe in your judgment. But old Cleanie McGee over here, she she's the queen, she's the stain queen. She took that nickname from me. Queen. Yeah. See, I do not trust any chipper happy cuz that very similar thing happened before I went to the fucking butcher of downtown Columbus. Right. Uh which is fine. I'll take a fucking butcher. I understand what I'm getting into. You're I know in, it's a price out. fight. I know I'm leaving in pain, but I fucking, I know it. I know it. I know what I'm getting into. Your financials but are intact. I walked into a nicer place before I found that one just because we were about to leave to go visit for uh, Thanksgiving. And that's when the filling broke. Right. And I thought it was the crown. So I just needed someone to look at it and tell me what it was. And I walked into this place and just like, fucking cloud over my head just like ready just bracing already and immediately hi how are you go ahead take a seat would you like a cup of coffee would you like some water like, no no, no, no. would fill this out uh -huh. we'll be with you you know what you don't even have to wait just stand right here we're ready for you you don't even have to wait anymore take you back nice music beautiful place yeah same nurse sweetheart gets you all set up i tell her what story she's like Okay, great. You know what? We'll we'll just get you all set up and the doctor will be. You know what? The doctor is here, actually. You don't have to wait again. The doctor is here. And he's just all smiles, chippy joker, talking. I tell him one still like, so I think it's broken. I need you to look at it and just tell me what's wrong. Did you say you thought it was a root canal? Let me take a look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your insurance covers the cleaning. We'll get you in for a cleaning. And just like, but I got to send you to my guy. I got a guy. Oh. Great. As we golf. My guy, the root canal guy. So we're going to do get you out of here. And I was just like, let me out of here. <laughs> just like, Move. Go out. And the lady's like, you're still loaded free cleaning. When would you like it? I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want it? I was like, I don't want it. What do you need from me? I'm just like, I have to get out of here. Oh, man. Same thing, just like, send you to my guy, and he's going to send you back to me. So I can't even do procedural stuff. I'm just it's like, fuck this. Just pull him out. 
just I know. Like as you described that, I was like, it's like a Black Mirror episode. They do all this great stuff for you for free. And you're like, this is TV, great drink. And then as you get up, like a, a Rube Goldberg machine just knocks the, your teeth out. They just fixed. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's interesting, too, because uh, I was like, what the fuck is a preemptive cavity? Is that like being early for work? Like, Wait, like, exactly. Is it just your normal tooth? Because you go into a shitty dentist and they're not going to find any cavities because they know you can't pay for them. They know you're going to lie, lie and yeah. make that appointment. They know better. So they're like, eh, it's probably a cavity, but I'll just tell them to brush harder. No, that's what I did back. at the shitty dentist. I was like, so I had this problem and I just want to make sure it's not a cavity. He's like, I looked. It's nothing. You probably floss too hard. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, but it hurts. It gotta, hurts so bad. You got to pay for those massages. I was like, I ain't fixing it. I already rooked you for the fillings. Of course, you get the most uneven teeth. Just right. And that's the thing. Broken. Like, I, t- I tell people that story that have, like, any sense. They're like, oh, so you found a really good dentist that does a good job? It's like, yeah, those assholes. Never going back. Not a chance. <laughs> My kids gotta eat. It's like a haircut. I was like, found like a. I was like, God, this was the best haircut I've ever had. Meg's like, Oh, great. It's like I'm never going back. It was forty dollars. He's like, Yeah, but that's your head. Like that's the only thing people see. Those are your teeth. Well, so yeah. whatever. I need a new. Uh, I need a. I need a new. I need a PlayStation Five. <laughs> Oh, man, I was talking with this, uh, I was at work last night, and uh, this girl I work with, she was like, we were just talking about it. I was like, oh, this is my mother-in-law, and she had gone on a trip. And she was like, oh, my niece has Instagram. And I was like, oh, really? And I was just like, I'd curious. I was like, how old is she? She's 12. And I was just like, oh, man. Just the thought of like, when Harvey uses things like this. Right. And we just started talking about, like, and I was like, Harvey's going to think, like, I'm a fucking Neanderthal. Oh, yes. When yes, I have yes. to explain, like, oh, we didn't have a computer or the internet in our house until I was 16. And then we just like, looked at pornography. F- right. And no, pornography <laughs> it took is not hours. robots that just <laughs> abuse you for their own enjoyment, their own camera so eyes. I, we were just talking about that, like being old. And she was like, I have a friend who has older kids and her, the kid got up in front of the class and was like, my mom told me that there used to be a book that had everybody's phone Uh, number in it. And everyone in the class was like, boo, (laughs) bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. They like shouted this kid down. And I guess his teacher was like, if you could, I was like, what a weird treasure hunt, because I was like, did the teacher not believe him? So in my head, I heard it like, if you can find one of these books, I'll give you extra credit. (laughs) So this kid and his mom went on like a fucking Indiana Jones style treasure hunt to find a physical phone book. I just heard a story of a guy that. Uh, bought this huge lot of old phone books and has been selling them for like hundreds of dollars because somebody's like, is that a 1992 Newark phone book? 
I'm in there. Like, yeah. No, and so we were talking because as she said that, and I was like, to a kid who's grown up completely immersed in internet and tablets and things, the idea of all that information being in a book does seem insane. Right, right. Like, Just even for a second, data. I was like, wow, that's insane. Because if you aggregate it to the internet, it's like, there's a book with every person on the planet's phone number in it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> as you, If you try to explain it back, you're like, no, it's not every single phone number on the planet. It's a phone number for just the people around you, which makes it even sound more. So there's a bunch of tiny books floating around with everybody's phone number in it. And they just drop them in, at your door. Hi, baby. Every two weeks, and you, you use them for your kid to sit on as yeah. she eats her mac and cheese. I, say hi. I used hi. the pod. You used the pod? You did? Yeah. Nice. Good job. Hi. 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 You hanging at the beach? Yeah. Cool. Oh, having a pee break? All right. Well, I'll be right with you, okay? I'm okay. talking to Uncle Casey. Are you having a good time at the beach? Yeah. Yeah. Taking a nice pee. Did you tell Casey about your stickers? Yeah. What are on your stickers? Um, basically. Not just any Ooh. baseball players. the uh, Every baseball player from 1991. I was like, what are Ooh. these stickers? Bye, baby. I'll see you in a little bit. I was like, I was like, we got to get these. It was like 600 stickers of uh-huh. early 90s, late 80s baseball players. I was like, is that Dennis Eckersley? White Sox Carl <laughs> like, Fisk? Fred McGriff? I was like, these are amazing. Are they oh. new? Produced new? Produced new. Just they look like little baseball cards. Thank you, Bubba. And they're just stickers. And they were $1.99. And I'm love I was like, what's that? Barry Larkin? Hey, a nice Barry-L. No, so I started laughing as we were talking about the phone book. Speaking of because I was like, yeah, there was a time uh, my friend and I just spent a night looking at the phone book trying to find funnier names. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't tell her how old we were. I made it seem like we were children. Yeah. But no, we were in our Technically early adults. 20s. Technically <laughs> adults. And we found an atrocious name that we that we utilized. Um, Instead of using the infinite amount of our imagination or right. just giving them who, whomever played them in the sketches name, we spent three hours <laughs> reading the phone book. That was just letting the juices flow. That reminds me of we did a sketch about um, uh, Narnia. Oh, and yeah. Here, one second. Be right back. My apologies. I uh, No problem. I'm still trying to drink that gallon of water a day. Like, just kind of clean out the system. And it works mm-hmm. great in Charleston because I'm sweating out a gallon of water. No oh, problem. Sure. Of course. But yeah. here... Like it will hit me, like a like a cap cramp for you pepperheads out there, like a gut <laughs> punch, and it just hit me. If anybody was here, I jumped up, and I wasn't like I was having to pee. Like oh, I gotta get the. It just hit me and said, "If you don't go to the bathroom don't. right now, you're peeing on the floor." Um, <laughs> Casey and I did a sketch many years ago that was based on. It had Mister Tumnus from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And basically it was, I forget the premise of it, but we walked through a wardrobe and we ran into Mr. Tumnus and you and I being, God, yes. being very, um, 
specific and anal, we had to have ex- his exact monologue from the book. I don't mm-hmm. know why I just yeah. go to the now in retrospect. I don't know why I didn't go to the library and get the book. Look at the book. But instead, I went to a video store, rented the video. It was an old animated line, which in the wardrobe, and paused, rewound, paused, rewound, and wrote down the entire monologue freehand in order for us to. No, it's okay. And I don't even in remember order. the premise of the sketch. Now I that have you, no idea. I remember that it was that. Right. But I don't remember, was the guy a scumbag? Mm-mm. I honestly I have know. no clue. I can't remember anything I remember the next line after Mr. Thomas is like, Welcome to the Camp Cape Caravel. I'm off the coast. Da, 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 da. And the other guy, the guy just goes, What are you, some kind of goat? That's yeah, all that's I remember. Right. That's my life in a nutshell. It's a decent premise, I guess. We'll Dirtbag comes through the wardrobe. Well, I'll have to look through the old computer. And, and cold tag I don't, it. Why, why did we pick that? I don't know. I, did, I don't know. I've never been a fan of Lion, the Witch, I don't and think the I've ever read it. No, Turkish either. Delight. I knew the, the Turkish Delight. I always seen was like... the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, couldn't tell Didn't you. like the animation. Kind of put me off. Yeah, it's like that Hobbit animation. I'm not talking Lord of the Rings, Ralph Bakshi. I'm talking Hobbit. If anybody... Like the Hobbit, that's oh, a, yes. the greatest adventure. It's like a musical. It's really, really unsettling. It does have that very yes. I remember renting that from the library and having nightmares. Very um, you'll be you're as an animator, you'll be able to tell me like the frame rate is very extended. Not frame rate, maybe, but animation rate. So it's yes. very herky jerky because it doesn't right. have fluidity. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else is going on. I'm just getting ready for our trip. Yeah. Oh, I got a little hack for you since you're on vacation. There may be grills. Got some grills. Involved. Give me a grill hack. Give me a vacation got, grill hack we, before uh, I get back to it. The other uh the other night we were like, you know what, we should just grill a couple hot dogs. Do like Chicago style. So we went and got a big jar of cheap pickle spears. Yep. Of which we were gonna use two and cut them in half. So we had of all course. these pickle spears, and I was like, "I'm gonna try something. Take a pickle spear, Got throw it. that baby on the grill, get grill marks Good on night. both sides, <laughs> yeah. back, throw that spear on a bun, dress it up. Got yourself a pickle dog. Just the pickle, huh? I do. I did a little tomato, sauerkraut, mustard. But the pickle is the dog. The pickle would be the the meat of the dish. I'm. I'm on it. I love that. It was really, I was like, you know what, Ash, I'm going to try this. It just hit my head as was cleaning the grill. I was like, I'm going to throw a pickle on here. Why not? And just see what happens. It's good. I was out there trying. Anybody? Vegetarian, vegan? Want to have that experience? Because I know people do like carrots. I was just going to say that, And I like carrots, but I don't know if I could handle a bun full of carrots. And that's the thing with the pickle, because it's so sour, you can throw some ketchup on there. S- nothing. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Sweeten it up a little bit. Uh, it, we used to. We had a character called the V-Gun, and all he did is had yeah, a gun that shot carrots. Um, but, like, there could be nothing more stereotypical than, like, somebody who's, like, you know, given a vegan or a, a vegetarian a hard time. Like, what are you going to have, a carrot or something? So I went to a barbecue place and I was, or a barbecue food truck and I was obviously, like, I was like, maybe they'll have fries or something. I was like, do you, um, 
have anything like plant-based or he's like yeah of course man we got a carrot dog and i was like of course you do sure enough though they had a big smoker smoked carrots cooked it right through it was it was incredible but it is still silly i was like what am i doing my like everybody's like sucking on these ribs like what do you got i was like you got got a carrot in a bun (laughs) smoked carrot I guess a pickle's not that much better, but... No, no, no. And it was delicious. No, I'm just... It's just funny. It's yeah, because you get the, the griddle marks, a little smoke flavor on that hot pickle. Nice hot pickle. You got something there. Trademark. Serve that at the uh, Dare to Dream Double Dare <laughs> Emporium. Yeah, yeah. That would fit. It's just wacky foods on hot dog buns. Ooh, I like that. Or you eat a bun between two hot just to get a big sausage. Are you going, open, you put the bun in the, in the dog? Put the bun in the dog. I thought that's what you were going to tell me is you put the dog on the grill, split it in half, and put the pickle in the half. Let the pickle season no. the dog. Just do the, just go pickle. No need for a dog. Nice. Very nice. It's a good way to get rid of pickle spears if you're and kicking around the back of the fridge. Oh, Hi, yeah. pickles. Absolutely. Those pickles got maybe you maybe you freeze a little relish in cubes, put a little relish in there, <laughs> put a little relish on your pickle dog. What else is in the fridge? <laughs> Nothing. We always end up with four jars of quarter filled salsa in the back of the fridge, well, yeah, and it always yeah, gets yeah. to that point where I'm like, should I mix these all together? And I just I don't trust it. I don't trust That's never it. Never gonna work out for you. I don't trust this salsa because there's been one time where I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. It's salsa. It's vinegar, it's brined. Open it up. Yeah. Big old frog mold spot. Big old, yeah. Yeah. Big old lovely in there. A little wart, mold wart. What else? I feel like, oh, I, there we go. I had one more note, and I was like, Hit I got to bring it up. For our little, since we both went to art school, and we're both scumbags. Could be Perfect. Scumbag art segment. Perfect. So I was Love reading it. this article. There is this... In Northern England, there was this thing called the Rude Man. Okay. And basically, it's one of those, like, built into the earth. Like a hieroglyphic-looking man. Okay. And so the people of Northern England were like, oh, man, this has to be Paleolithic. It has to be old because it's, like, carved out and you can see it from the sky. It's sitting there. And it's this humanoid figure. He's holding what looks like some sort of weapon. Squiggly line weapon. He's got killer abs. Of course. And he's squatting, but the reason they call him Rude Man, because he's rocking a big old hearty Rudy and a swinging (laughs) set attached. Nice. So they're like, oh, these primitive people built this thing. And of course, because they're so primitive, look at the size of his massive rudeness. So I guess they just a bunch of, they just finally got some tests back. It is in fact not Paleolithic. It's from the Middle Ages. Perfect. That's... So I was just started laughing at the idea. I was like, in the great multiverse, there is like you can't keep a good sketch troupe down. No Black Plague can't do it. Just these gnarly dudes from fucking Northern England were like. What do you want to do tonight? Oh yeah, let's go up and let's make a guy in the dirt. <laughs> what do you want it to do? What do you want it to be? Ah, gotta you know, tough looking. Gotta have a weapon. Gotta gotta have a big old dick though. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Just like these guys going every weekend, you know, sipping on meads, like making this giant earthen boner monster, man. I've I maybe it like maybe they bring their date there, get a little randy. Got something to show you. And just like, oh my god, look what we found. You know, just all perpetually bringing dates there and pretending like this new discovery we have. <laughs> That's me, babe. <laughs> So I just was like, that's so funny, because they're your comedy right there. Oh, yeah. They were the first sketch troupe. Not like, saying those should we open up read... with uh, Dong Guy? Dirt Dong Guy? Oh, yeah. That's our closer, man. Open just up. tell dirty stories. On the... Your opener is a 20-minute long dirty story, because you got to get there, and then, then you close with the big one. It's rude, man! And you just stand there and laugh at this fucking picture. Leave it to the All Brits. Right, wasn't there a, a movie called The Full Monty where it was just leading up to these guys doing a charity show where they just ended up swinging them around? There was, yes. And there was a a, a female equivalent, too, I believe. It was called Calendar Girls. Oh, that's right. Not to be confused with... the uh, same time. Not to be confused with... Um, who was that guy? He made a movie called Calendar Girl. Jason Loving Luke and Jason... Oh, shit. From 90210. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Priestley. Old Jason Priestley. Calendar didn't, girl. Didn't work. I think that was supposed to be his big one. Did not Send work. Send him to the... It was no, it was no stars, or stars special eight seconds. Seen that Luke... Oh, uh, man. Luke Matthew Perry... Perry. Matt, Luke, Luke Perry, Perry. Luke Perry, Luke Perry yeah. uh, that ran on uh, Star's premium movie channel for about 18 months. Oh, I, yeah, I saw that at least half, uh, 12 times. <laughs> it came out in the last two years. That's a new <laughs> release to me. <laughs> His career's already over. That's how much of a new release it that's is. That's how, like, that's how you knew, like, our economic class, our social class. I was like, if it's a movie on TV and it's made in the last two years, that's a rich man's movie. I'm watching it. I couldn't pay to think, see that in the theater. I think we've talked about it when the movie theater in Watertown for a while was just two screens. And I remember as a kid that one point White Men Can't Jump was playing at the theater and we were at home watching it on video. And I was just like, this is the life king. You're like Ruby in that hotel bed. <laughs> I don't have to go to the theater because they wouldn't let me in, but I can have it in ca on cassette. And it's like, that's just how far behind the, the booker was for the Watertown Oh, yeah, Cinema exactly. Two. Exactly. I remember, yes, I remember the same thing. The movie Alive was, I wanted to see it in the theater so bad, and it was in the Watertown Theater, and I ended up getting to see it because we stayed at some hotel for my dad's convention, and it was already on HBO. And again, I had the same feeling, like, Wait till the kids see me now. <laughs> Alive was a big movie for that movie. small amount of time. Oh, it's huge. Like, am, is that just a misconception? Were we just that far behind? Like, because I when my friend Ross, who lived across the alley from you, yeah, they got it on video, and we we're like, let's watch Alive. Oh yeah, and we watched like three times in a row. John and Malkovich. I don't know. I I don't know. 
I wouldn't watch it again. I don't know why it was so captivating. Maybe just because it was cannibals and plane crash. Oh, it's good. I have it. I have it on DVD. It's it's actually worth a worth a watch. It works. It it's it's actually really good. John Malkovich is the. It's got it's such an amazing start because just John Malkovich in this empty theater, black, dark, uh, uh, harshly lit, black draw. Uh, black backdrop he's smoking a cigarette so the smoke is very like is the light shining through it and he's just got a button and he's got a projector and he's just showing pictures of the guys from alive stills and telling stories of like he's like that's fernando he died right when the plane hit that's eduardo he died three years and like he's just i was like he's not in it for the rest like he's just playing technically he's ethan hawk's character but it's a really cool way to and then like it slowly like oh fades God, into him, right. and then you're back to the plane. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh it actually holds up, as I recall. That's cool. That but yeah, of course it was captivating to you as a kid because they eat each. It's cannibalism. It's Bloody, fascinating. The opening of it was just like, oh my God, there's blood everywhere. I freak. I freaked out because I was like, I still like when I'm on a plane. I'm like, everybody stop messing around because they were like <laughs> messing around and like the um uh. Uh, flight attendant he's like guys all right stop it they're throwing the football around he's like all right enough of you and these guys are like listen to that jerk off and then the plane splits in half and the one guy that was up the one that guy was up he sits in his chair quick trying to button his uh uh buckle his seat belt and he just gets just a bit screwed around <laughs> oh man when the seatbelt light is on, it means it's on. Put it on. But the the flight attendant got sucked out too right away, so I don't know why. They take the good and the bad. Yeah, it just shows you, fate is a cruel, cruel mistress. Yeah, that movie. Like first thing the guy goes up to see, they're like, "Let's go check on the pilot." And the pilot, they're like, "Oh, he's dead." But his head raises and he turns and he's got like his snot's all frozen and like blood over his oh, mouth yeah. and he just goes, "Shoot me." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like nine watching this. Meg's always, Meg is always like, oh man, I remember uh, Boys to uh, Boys in the Hood was one of my favorite movies. I I saw it when it came out. She's like, you were like seven. Like, why were you watching these movies? I don't know. But, if you were uh, movies, that's what you hear. It's cool. Then it's cool. So good. So you watch it. All right, man. Well, I better what get say, back rude to man? it. Rude man. I'm going to go uh, draw a rude man in the sand, and then you're going to hear a whoop whoop. So run me off the beach. We got ourselves another rude man. Yeah, Meg has got her hands full. Like, we're literally like a block off the beach, and everybody probably just heard the dogs barking. And I, of course, my gallon of water went to pee, and I just saw Ruby. She's on her, like, fourth change of clothes, because we just put her in clothes, and she just runs mm-hmm. into the ocean. I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Like, she's she's down to her jeans. Oh, she's gonna like pull the, the old... coat. Yeah, <laughs> go give her a hand. All right, guys. Well, we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. Let's Not wish Casey insane. some safe travels. Hope he doesn't bring back some Delta to the pod. Yeah, well, or if we'll he does, Hopefully we'll find out. Entertaining stories to be had. Always will. Hopefully, I'll have a few more too. I'm just on the start of my journey. All right. All right, guys. Bye. I don't have a laugh line. Shit. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. All right. Um, yesterday we found out that 
Trevor Moore, a good friend to the pod, passed away suddenly. And it is horrendous. It was tragic. Um, that goes without saying. Uh, thinking about a lot of times I got to spend with him. He was always really cool to us, really supportive in our comedy. And um, a memory keeps coming to mind, and that was uh, we would go to a show at pianos all the time, and they would do, whitest kids would do sketches and play videos. And I was going there a couple weeks, and I hadn't seen this video. He hadn't put this video in the lineup for a while, and it was called Drunk Dad, or I think that's what it was called. And I remember talking to him, and I said, you know what I miss? I miss that video. It was really, really funny. And he mentioned something like, yeah, it doesn't really go over. Um, but sure enough, the next week, it was in the lineup. And there's always something about that because I just respected him so much and, and thought he was so funny and such a good dude that he would pretend, who knows if that was the case, but take that into account and put it back in the show, at least for that show. Uh, and I'll always remember that. And I don't think... I don't think it crushed at the show, which is also, I don't know, is also something I'll remember. What a good dude. Uh, he'll be missed, and uh, and our love goes out to, to his friends and family and everyone that loved him, because I know we did. So here's a little taste of that video, uh, audio from that video, but obviously you can go down YouTube, and it's much uh, better to watch it, so... Trevor, uh, rest in peace. We love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Huh? Oh, Susie! I'm glad you're still up. Happy birthday. How are you? Oh, wow, look at all this. Is your party? You got presents everywhere? How, how's your, how's it hanging? How's your, uh, how's your party? So, the big birthday girl. October 16. And the year of our Lord. Another year... Mark on the tree stump. Another year closer to the void. Did I get you anything? Well, that's why I'm here. Uh, your mom's mad at me and wants me to come and talk to you about uh, the present. So, here's the thing. Remember how you said you wanted a pony for your birthday? You said you wanted a pony. You said everything more in the world and everything else you wanted a pony. Well, I... Being a good dad, being a good father, uh, got you a pony. Went upstate, farm upstate in Buffalo, went and got a pony, picked it out. His name's Buttercup. You can call him whatever you want, though, because you're daddy's little girl. Name whatever you want. Name it, you know, crap. I don't care. So last night, dad was at his office party thing, you know, he said he was going to, and uh, had had a drink or two. Fair, fair, uh, but still was was cool, you know, like, was cool, like, can handle a buzz. I was driving home, and I forgot that I was keeping your pony in the garage. <sighs> Slipped my mind. So anyway, I just, I just pulled in, like, and the pony's like, ah! <laughs> you know, but uh, I uh, tapped your pony. Um, Daddy bumped your pony. Your pony's dead basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, your mom was mad, and I thought I'd come down and tell you, like a man, like a father, and um, just own up. Because when you make a mistake, 
You just express it. So, I hit your pony. I'm sorry. I bought it for you in the first place. I can do that. I'm a dad. Now, the question is, and well, your mom and I don't aren't at an understanding on this. Uh, I say yes, your mom says no, but I think yes, because you're a cool girl. I think you're a cool girl, you know. And here's here it is, I'll just lay it out. Uh, do you want to see your pony? Because it's yours. It's your pony. Pony Buttercup. It's your pony. You own it. Um, I just don't know if you want to see it. Because, I mean, it's cute. It's just dead, too. You know, come to think of it, you're going to have to see it anyway because um, you're going to have to to move it, bury it. This is when you have a pet, you have a responsibility. And I remember when we talked about you having a pet, you said that you, you promised you'd clean up after it. And um, you probably didn't think you'd have to clean up after it so much so soon, but uh, uh, a deal's a deal, right, kiddo? I'm gonna bring around the John Deere. I'm gonna leave it running. I'll tell you how to use it, tell you all the buttons and levers, and um, then you can just kind of like nudge it into whatever hole you dig. Well, you're gonna wanna do it soon because it's pretty hot in the garage, so the thing's swelling. It's getting ripe, you know, and uh, you wanna, you're gonna wanna move it before you have two messes to clean up. Because uh, it, it may break in the middle from, from how hard I hit it. And I'm done. So I love you. I'm sorry I didn't go to your thing. And what are you going to do? Sometimes people disappoint you. Um, I will be better next year. I promise. I'm going to go take a nap now. Keep a chin up. It works if you work it. Don't touch the television because I'm TiVoing something. So good night. I love you. See you later. Happy birthday.